Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Hero YouTube page so you can get all the latest Dolphins in Depth episodes. Make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald so you can get all the latest My, uh, Miami Dolphins news and more news uh, surrounding That's South where Florida. we get paid. <laughs> there we go. Rip, subscribe, rip, subscribe. Like respect, must be paid. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, and also make sure you're, you're liking, you're sharing uh, the YouTube page, all that good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, the losing skid for the Miami Dolphins, it continues. Uh, three games, three losses, three straight losses. Uh, the latest, a 24-16 home defeat to the Minnesota Vikings. And stop me if you've already heard this, but the Dolphins had to make a quarterback change mid-game because their starting quarterback got hurt. His first two uh, and it was Teddy. And this week, this past weekend, uh, it was Skylar Thompson, the seventh-round rookie, making his first NFL start. He only lasted three drives before he was knocked out of the game with a thumb injury on his right hand. So in steps Teddy Bridgewater, who was supposed to be the backup, even though he was the backup to Tua, and he was in the concussion protocol, so he couldn't practice until Thursday. But he ended up in the game. It was kind of, was kind of not a coincidence, but it's kind of funny. Uh, before the game started, I was you know, sitting in the press box with uh, Andre Fernandez, our deputy sports editor, and he said, Teddy's going to end, end up in this game some way, somehow. And I was like, really? He's like, no, Teddy's going to end up in this game some way, somehow. And I, he, he saw it. He was the oracle. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater almost uh, almost bringing them to a, to a big win to break the losing streak, um, but a late Jalen Waddle fumble. Dalvin Cook, the hometown kid, seals the game with a 53-yard touchdown run, and the Dolphins are staring at three and three. So I have to, we have to start. Uh, you know, we had, a, we've seen the highs and the lows. We had a three-game winning streak. Everything is great. Now we've seen a three-game losing streak. The world is falling. Um, I've seen, I've seen a lot of frustration 
amongst Dolphins Twitter the past couple of days. And I guess this is my moment to talk everybody off the, off the cliff. The Dolphins are going to be fine. That's like I left that game surprisingly feeling better about the Dolphins uh, than than most people would following a defeat. And I'll tell you why. Number one, Tua's coming back. Whatever you want to say about Tua, whatever the side, whether you're a Tua non, Tua near, uh, I don't, I don't know what, what the, I don't know if there's a there's a name for the faction of people that don't support Tua. But anyway, whether you're pro Tua, not non Tua, whatever, in the middle, um, the, the the numbers can't be denied that when he started his first three games, um, he was playing like one of the, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, we can say efficiency, passing. Like he was the numbers say he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL through the first weeks of the season. Now, obviously, you have regression, you have kind of even even not evening out in your in your in your play, but from what we've seen. Tua's played like a very, very good quarterback in this system. I think that he's going to mask a lot. I think that we saw a lot of instances on Sunday and even the past few weeks where uh, his timing, his accuracy, his ball placement has been sorely missed, where instead of a 20-yard catch and run, we're looking at an incompletion. So I think that that's going to help. He's going to mask a lot. He can't mask everything, but he's not only going to mask a lot, but he's going to, you know, lift, lift, this offense we talk a lot about you know in the past was Tua being kind of dragged by the defense and the rest of the team or was he actually doing the lifting the first couple of weeks especially week two and to some extent week three we saw him lift this unit so I think that we're going to see that and while you can kind of go both ways with what I'm about to say next you know it looks like they're going to get some guys back on the injury front you know they've played the last two games essentially without their their, their starting tackles I mean, Toronto has been out pretty much the past two games with the toe injury. Um, Austin Jackson has been out pretty much, pretty much. I mean, pretty much the entire season. I mean, he got hurt 14 snaps into week one, and he hasn't played since. Uh, Mike McDaniel said he's confident or he's hopeful that those guys will come back. So if you have Tua, you're starting tackles back. I mean, the offense is essentially whole. The offensive line needs to improve even with the starting guys in there. But, I mean, we've seen how good this offense can be. So I'm not worried, worried about the offense on that front. And I've been like ragging on the defense a lot. I've been saying that they've been getting out coached, they've been getting outplayed. But I think that defensive performance we saw against the Vikings was probably the best they've shown since week one. I mean, if you can say maybe they looked better against they looked better against the Bills. I, I think that this was better than the Bills. I mean, I, I was I was watching this video earlier today and it was actually kind of crazy. I didn't realize it. The Vikings scored on three drives, I believe. Well, I guess there'd be four drives. Um, but outside of that, they didn't get a first down on any any of those other drives. I mean, they had the they had the three touchdown drives. They had the the field goal um, at the end of the half, but they didn't even get a first down on that. The other eleven or ten drives were all punts. Um, so it was a it was actually I can't say great defensive performance because they did allow some big plays and obviously the the game clincher at the end. But it looked more like the Dolphins defense that we expected to minus the turnovers, which for some reason they just can't get a takeaway now. Um, so again, if you get some guys back from injury, especially your quarterback, I think you'll be fine. I mean, let's, let's be honest. There's just not a lot of teams that are going to be able to, to tread above water with their backup quarterback and with their third string quarterback. And I even put it out in a tweet earlier today, you know, I was looking at um, before the season, I wrote a story on the 10 most important players and coaches, um, number two I had was Tua. Number five, I believe I had was Teron Armstead. Um, number six was uh, Xavier Howard. Number nine was Austin Jackson. All those guys have missed multiple games. 
So you find me a lot of team, you find me, find me a team that's going to be good or like be average or make way without the starting quarterback, starting tackles, their top cornerback. I mean, it's going to be really tough. So again, Tua coming back, he's going to lift that unit on the defensive side. They've looked, they're starting to look like themselves again, even though they did suffer some other, not some other additional injuries. I think the Dolphins will be fine. I think we'll start to see that, especially with this schedule starting to kind of ease up in a sense. I, I think I think the Dolphins, Dolphins fans, uh, you know, they got to channel my inner Aaron Rodgers, R E L A X. They're gonna be fine. That's uh, it's a tremendous amount of optimism. Uh, <laughs> Maybe enthusi- enthusiasm, enthusiasm too. I mean, you know. Um, I, I was actually very impressed with the Dolphins defense Sunday. I mean, it, you hold a team like the Vikings, you hold any NFL team, even like the Bears or, you know, the Broncos. Well, you know, um, to a bunch of th- to a bunch of three and outs. Um, mostly, I mean, it, it was literally like every time, like as you said, they, they got first downs on four drives the, and, you know, they, Obviously, they had the one big play that really that sealed the game, but you know Jefferson didn't go off. Dalvin re- outside of that run really didn't. They had him bottled up. Yeah, they he, they sat on him. Um, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins looked like he was in a night game. Um, he uh, so. I they did a good job, and they gave. They gave the offense a chance to win this game, and the offense couldn't. And uh, a lot of people focusing on Jalen Waddle. I was the last fumble, the the pass that was in, that should have been caught that was an interception, and it led to three points before um, the half, before halftime. Right. Yeah, and and that was that. And the frustrating thing about that was that was straight out of a. I mean, I I, I think. He let the ball get to his body and, you know. But also, real, real quick, real quick on that, because we haven't really criticized Mike McDaniel's decision-making, really questioned a lot of the decisions he's made. He's made, But that was a, that was a scenario or a situation where you're on your backup quarterback, backup tackles, just run the ball and go to half down, down four. I mean, like, I know you have three timeouts and I know you have faith in your quarterback, but it's like, do you really need to do that? I I, I was not a fan of that decision. Uh, it, you know, that that's not where it failed. It failed at the receiver end. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so I can I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust my first round receiver. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe, I'm being, too, maybe I'm being too, too results oriented. He talks about being process oriented over results oriented. Maybe right. I'm being too results oriented, but right. again. I, yeah. I I would I would have preferred them just because even, even then it wasn't like it was a it was a deep pass. I mean they still would have had to work their way down. I, I would have rather had just and, and he even made a decision earlier in the game where he decided to throw the ball on third and long instead of just maybe doing a draw with Skyler and taking a field goal. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he's been almost a little too overzealous and overconfident in some of his but, players. But that's neither here nor there. And, and the the fake punt was that okay. that that looked like a little bit of a desperation move as well. Like yeah, and it was a little. Early for it it's like okay come on man, man it's you, your defense is fine right now you, you you know you're the way that game was going early on that to me that was a okay let's play the field position game yeah and take and take your chance when you can't that's why i had no problem with that 
play. But I, you know, the offense couldn't come through, and I don't necessarily think it was on Teddy or Skylar Thompson. I think um, both of them. I think both of them looked solid. Both of and them, they, and yeah. you know, they were. It was it was tough playing behind. Uh, you know, you know, rather leaky. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, that was not witness protection, I can tell you that. Um, so there is, there are, there's a lot to look at for that game as far as optimism. Um, you know, still in all, they didn't, the Vikings were there for the taking, and the Vikings did not impress me. Yeah, that, that's that's a, exactly. They're a five and one team. They're just that's a, like, that's a, they're like a lot of the NFL. You look at the Giants. You go, that's a five and one team, really? Five, who are they, who, who are they playing? They playing the? Are they playing in the Sun Belt? I mean, what the hell? But no, it's it's like a lot of the a lot of this league this season. You see good records, and you're going, really, really? And then you see teams that are three and three, two and four, and you're just going, how? How, how are they not better? Very strange NFL season so far. Um, so that said, I'd feel a lot better about, feel a lot more optimistic if the Steelers suddenly hadn't shown life the other day. And yeah, after get after, <laughs> you know, the books, the books after, don't look after, after, get, either, after so. getting switch banked by Buffalo. Yeah, they they you know they come out and. Uh, take out Tampa Bay um so who might be still might be the best team in the NFC uh, oh yeah exactly but still I mean, really you look the Eagles are six and0 that's about it no, nobody else really moves me yeah the Eagles are, and the Eagles are you look at them okay yeah but do they do they look like I do like six and0 like oh my goodness who are they gonna play in the Super Bowl no you're thinking no, really? Now right. you're like they are. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, like I said, it's the you know Steelers stepped up. I thought they you know beat a good team. Um, and I don't know if they can, but the Steelers are a young team, and or a team that's kind of trying to find themselves more. Uh, they're not young at all positions, but they're generally. They're not a team that knows what they are and where they are yet. They're still kind of getting themselves together. So that means they're going to come up with a win like last week, and then they could come out here on, you know, Sunday night and look like Indiana, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, th- this uh, that's, you know, some optimism, like, I guess I think I think things do obviously work better with Tua. You see the 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 timing on what they do, what the Dolphins do, uh, just seems to click better. It, even when they miss, it doesn't seem to be a bad miss. Yeah. It always seems to be, ah, just just yeah, you know, a normal miss. It was just just to take off. Um, and you know, th- with. You know, football is a funny thing. You get you get a play here and a play there, and these drives that stall, they keep going. And you know, maybe you get points out, maybe you don't, or but maybe just creates field position. It's you know, it's a, it can be a snowball thing. 
And so, yeah, obviously getting him, getting Tua back is a big deal. Getting his protection back full in full effect, hopefully as close to fully healthy as you're going to be at game seven of an NFL season. Yeah. That's going to help. Um, and um, yeah, they think playing Pittsburgh is going to help, frankly. But that said, this <laughs> the AFC East suddenly got, which looked a few weeks ago like, oh, this is the Dolphins and the Bills to yeah. you know to battle over. Now it looks like this is the Bills to lose. And you got three other teams trying to beat each other up for a wild card shot slot. Yeah. And, you know, that's, and everybody's also had their injuries and shifts and everything. So I don't think anybody really know outside of Buffalo really knows how good they are. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of flawed teams in the AFC and, um, again, I mean, two weeks ago we were kind of leaving the, the the Patriots for dead, and I think they've won two straight. They're three and three now. The Jets are four and two. Um, you know, the Dolphins are three and three, but we still have seen the talent. So, you know, it's it's, it's definitely it's all it, we always say it's a week to week league. I mean, you never want to write a team off too too quickly. You never want to anoint a team too quickly because again, at three and zero after the third third straight win, we were saying playoffs, AFC Championship, Super Bowl contenders. And now it's like we have to kind of come back down to earth. Now, obviously, nobody could have foreseen, you know, the way Tua was knocked out of the past couple of games and some of the injuries. But I mean, that, that's part of that's part of what comes with the NFL season—the unexpected. We, um, we could, we, you know, I think every time we do that, it's, I think it's it should be with the understood caveat of, yeah, this team injury. has average health and doesn't lose their starting quarterback. You know, I mean, everybody's – do you think anybody's picking the Bills for the Super Bowl if, you know, suddenly one of Josh Allen's legs points two different ways one, you know, after one play? Fair. Suddenly, all your Bills Super Bowl tickets, those are on the floor, you know. Um, you know, that, and that's that's how it is. That's uh, – the Dolphins suffered key injuries at key spots and, you know, so uh, – but and this will also be interesting. Like I said, this will be interesting to see how Mike McDaniel continue, like how if he can, you know, kind of coach his team out of a tailspin and, you know, coach them on, you know, to a few consecutive victories so things get going in the right direction again. Um, we we still don't know that. Uh, they've had they. They certainly did not look bad against the Vikings. It was far more a game than I had expected. Um, and you could tell part of the way through that game it was like, oh, they're not going away. The, the Vikings are not, you know, they'd get something going. And then like the next drive was three and out and without, you know, without even a threat of a first down. So they looked better, but still in all, I mean, they, they lost to a beatable team at home. And let's see what happens there against Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, I mean that that's that's my real takeaway from the past three weeks. And McDaniel alluded to it post game. I wrote about it in my story. I mean, um, they've had opportunities the past three weeks. I mean, the Bengals, Teddy throws a pick late. Um, you know, against the Jets, they fumble, and then you no, know, it kind of snowballs in the fourth quarter. In this instance, Waddle fumbles on a potential go ahead job. I mean, their opportunities were there on your second third string backup quarterback. Um, so that's what kind of makes, you know, the past few weeks even more frustrating. It's like even with Tua being out, um, you know, they could have had a better record than they have right now. Um, but they'll look to turn that around uh, Sunday night, big primetime game, Sunday night football on NBC. Um, and we're going to preview all of that. We got a lot, a lot of subplots taking place on Sunday night. Uh, we've got the return of Tua, uh, the celebration of the 50th anniversary of the 1972 undefeated team, Brian Flores making his return to South Florida. We're going to discuss all of that. It's going to be, it's going to be juicy. We're going to talk about all that. But first, we're going to take a short break, but stay locked with us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on on yeah? Coming back in three, two, one. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> can't talk. I can't talk. All right. Come back in three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins in that podcast, talking all things Dolphins with David Neal. Um, David, as I alluded to on the other side of the podcast, it's going to be a fun night. I gotta say. Oh, we're we'll gonna be waiting all day for, for Sunday night. Yeah. No, I will say I'm not. I will say as a journalist now, now that I'm not like, you know, now that I'm covering these games in a working capacity, I I really don't like the primetime games because that means that I'm gonna be in the press box till like three in the morning. Um, but that just comes with the job, you know. There's perks of the jobs, and then you know there, there, there's you know the the downsides. But anyway, Sunday night football, Dolphins, Steelers. A lot of subplots, a lot of storylines, a lot of a lot of stuff going on on Sunday night. Um, we obviously have to start with the return of Tua Tagovailoa. He's, you know, there was a, a there was like a meme of him. I think it's the the Dragon Ball Z Z meme where he's like in the what's it called? He's like he's like I, never mind. I, I don't know how to describe it, but he's like he's like getting ready. He's loading up and getting ready. He's in a little machine. He's getting ready to be released. That's that. That's all that. And I think that's a perfect. Uh, perfect way to describe because um, I know a lot of Dolphins fans have been antsy. They've been waiting for Tua to come back. Um, he cleared concussion protocol a day before the Vikings game, um, but Mike McDaniel had already made the decision that they were going to hold him out um, just because of limited practice reps. They didn't want him to, you know, come back and you know be rusty, be forcing things. Um, but so he'll have uh, a week full of practice, full first team practice reps, and he'll be good to go. Um, you have that. Um, and I think that after, you know, the the first three games that we saw from him before his injury, there's a lot of expectations. And I got to say, I think he's going to put on a show. Like we talk about narratives and storylines, and I, I think this is just shaping up for him to put on a show, especially if he gets his offensive tackles back. Um, you know, you look at this Steelers defense, 
they looked, yeah, they looked good last week against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but overall they just have not really been good at all. Um, their defense is usually pretty bad without uh, TJ Watt, their star pass rusher. He's not going to play. It doesn't look like he's going to play as he um, comes back from some surgery and some injuries as he he's had. I just think it's a game where two is just going to light it up like prime time, first prime time game of the year. Uh, two is back. He has Jalen Waddle, Tyree kill. And you can't tell me that he does not want to show up Brian Flores. You can't, you, you can't tell me, you can't tell me he doesn't. We all know the the, the history or maybe like thereof with, uh, with Brian Flores. They had a, I, I keep on describing it as a frosty relationship. Um, you know, it, the relationship that he had with Mike uh, with uh, Brian Flores is not the same one that he's had and he's developing with Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel has, you know, from the jump, been way more supportive publicly, not only privately, but publicly. Um, you know, the way that he's coached um, Tua, you know, a lot of people, you know, I've talked to to people around Tua, people that know Tua, and they said, you know, he's really, he's really embraced that and it's really empowered him. And, you know, I think we've seen it empower him in the way that he's played and you can't tell me that he's not going to be in the maybe in the back of his mind. I know, I know we're going to talk to him on Wednesday morning uh, or after practice. Um, he, he he might not say it publicly, but I know because we've all we've all we've all been in that. But we want to flex on an ex. We want to stunt on an ex. We want our whoever it is. It might be an ex. It might be an old friend. It might be someone that did you wrong, and you got a chance to stunt on them. I'm a, I mean, I might be speaking from experience, but you want to stunt on them. <laughs> And I think I think two is gonna stun on them. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sounding like real optimistic right now, real I don't know, enthusiastic. If if you know the joke, if you if you know, you know, um, I, I just I'm, I'm feeling a big game from Tua. That's, that's all I gotta say. He, of course, he wants to. Of course, he wants to. This is the this is the ex that didn't want him. This was the arranged marriage that like <laughs> the dude went. Nah, man, he just is. He was. Two of might as well have been Miss Seeley, the way the way Brian Flores treated him. And you know, so you know, think about what happened there when, when think about how Miss Seeley felt when she finally got finally got back at Mr. Um yeah, this is you know, Brian Brian Flores didn't want him. He's and he, now he's out and of course, on the other side, he glowed up. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. On the other side, that was the ex that didn't want him, and then he glowed up. So yeah. now it's like he got to prove that you know, yeah, which yeah. he missed out on. And, and, and you know, you know, and also Brian Flores is like, wait a minute, hold on. Uh, you know, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he wants to. You know. He wants to put. He wants to have a good defensive game, obviously, just because it's, it's his job. But also, you know, show show people in my Miami. Hey, you know, I was, you know, I may not have been Mister Personality, but I was. You know, he wants to show I was a damn good football coach. And I'm sure his. I'm sure his defensive players. They they might not say, it, but in the back of their mind, they'll be like, "Hey, we want to get him a win. We want to support him. He's on our side." Right. So there's a lot at play right. here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and nobody's and there's not a lot of people who are going to say it, but it's it's natural. It's just natural. It's totally natural, and uh, I think too, the Steelers' defense is vulnerable, and um, so yeah, to might two go off, and you know he's. 
he's sure he's jacked up for this game. He was, you know, he's we we've reached the era, and you're heck, it's probably your age group, uh, where that grew up on that Sunday night football was the thing, you know, they grew up on, you know, Sunday night being the big game, not Monday well, night. Well, I don't know. I was going to say I'm a young, but I'm not that young. When I, when I was growing up Monday, it was still Monday night football. And then sometime well, in the mid 2000s, it was 2006 when NBC took, took over Sunday night football. Yeah. But so I was born 97. I was born 97. So nah. <laughs> when I was growing up, I remember like really getting up for Monday Night Football. And then, like I said, sometime in like the 2010s, that's when NBC really like became like the preeminent, you know, primetime network. But but I did grow up on Monday. I, I did grow up on a yeah. theme song, all that. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a hat on, hat on Twitter day, like, you know. Some this one of these, you know, if you're under 40, you have no idea how important this this once was, you know, Monday Night Football. Um, but no, I you know, this is this is a big, big this is the big deal game. And it's gonna be a great, it's gonna be a great fun atmosphere there. Not just, you know, it's obviously it's Sunday night. You got the Steelers and Steelers fans, you know, they come strong, they come strong wherever they are. Dolphins fans are, you know, kind of starting to boot leave again so maybe they didn't sell their tickets for this one maybe they did who knows oh and, nah, but, nah, it, not this one not this one not this one uh, you can't sell the tickets no. for this one. It's probably, it's uh, no, after that after that jets game they might have uh you might have said i had a few a few bailouts <laughs> um and uh you know but it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fun night and you know the the you know the remaining seventy twos in the house. Man, it's, uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be some energy in there. Like I yeah, mean, that that always brings a lot of energy for uh, you know, and you get the you know get the older people you know get you know they get they get their they get their you know and you know they get their out before they they wear out by the third quarter. And um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun game. And I think I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere and. I think the Dolphins will. Uh, yeah, I think the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins matchup between their defense and the quarterback, so the Steelers. Um, you know, uh, you have you have either young, you have young or bad. So you know, well, young is probably bad too with Kenny Pickett, and obviously, there's even a subplot to that with him. You know, coming back from a concussion, you know, Mike Tomlin said he's going to be he said he's not going to have any limitations on practice on Wednesday. And, you know, I think a lot of Dolphins fans were kind of looking sideways at that. Like, how 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 is he having no limitations? And Teddy couldn't practice till Thursday. So that's a whole nother layer to everything that's going on. And, you know, I, but again, I, I think that I don't know, just in terms of the maybe maybe I'm reading too much into the storyline and whatnot. But I just think that this is a very advantageous matchup. Even if you go, like, we didn't even talk about the Dolphins' defense, you know. Um, yeah, they they have some more injuries with Nick Needham being out for the season with a torn Achilles. But if they get the undrafted rookie, Cater Kohu back, um, I liked what I saw, you know, kind of surprisingly from some of the guys that had to step up at cornerback. Um, you know, I think and, – and, oh, I mean, hey, we even, we even got to mention the Josh Boyer – Brian Flores aspect to it. You know, a lot of people were questioning um, Josh Boyer's role in the defense in the second half of the season when they took off. Some people saying that he didn't, you know, Brian Flores took over the play calling. He denied that. Boyer denied that. I'm sure in the back of Boyer's mind, too, he wants to prove like, hey, yeah, Brian Flores brought me along to kind of be an assistant, but but I can I can run this defense even better. I mean, I think that there, there are a lot of prideful people involved in this matchup. 
who mm-hmm. maybe maybe they won't express it publicly, but internally they have a lot of things to prove and they, they want to prove something on Sunday night. And, you know, again, I think that and you'll see it, you'll see it when the, you'll see it when the clock strikes zero. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll, that's when you'll see it. That's when you'll see it. Or, or when they get into the lock, when they get into the first, they get down the runway, they get off the field and they're heading into the locker rooms. <laughs> That's when you'll that's see when the emotion will start to come out. Yeah, of that's when that's when everybody that's when everybody lets it out, and then they start. Then they'll get in the locker room, and then you know they might they might let it let it go through the ten minute thing, and then you know get yeah. get in front of the cameras. And, <laughs> that, that, that reminds me, uh, you know, it's funny you say but, that. <laughs> but on the on that way in the locker room, buddy, it's gonna be. It's so funny you say that because I remember when I was covering, when I was covering the Ravens in 2019, Marcus Peters, they traded for Marcus Peters and a couple months later, he was made his return to Los Angeles. They Rams just traded him. They're at right. the Coliseum. They're, 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 you know, in LA. Marcus Peters get a pick. He gets a pick late and he's going crazy, going crazy. The game ends. He has some words for Jalen Ramsey because they, they got rid of him so they could get Ramsey. They have to separate those guys. And while he's going through the tunnel, he's like, we kicked y'all butts out of the playoffs. He didn't say, but you know, he said a lot more colorful language, but I'm right. going to keep it PG here. He's like, we kicked y'all out the playoffs. Da, da, da. <laughs> and it's like, like these are emotional, emotional, prideful people. So again, there's going to be on both sides. There's going to be people that want to, to want to prove stuff to the other side. It might not be out of, you know, like hate or anything like that, but just being prideful and wanting to, you know, prove that, you know, maybe you were wrong. Obviously there's the, there's the, the lawsuit that, that looms over, um, you know, his departure and whatnot. And Stephen Ross, even, you know, his, his, uh, his suspension ending, even though he was able to come to games, you know, there's a lot of stuff at play here. You know, I know the NBC broadcast is probably going to allude to, to a lot of this stuff that, that's happened. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, shots at uh, shots to Brian Flores, shots to Stephen Ross, wherever he's going to be watching the game. So there's a, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's it's as interesting and kind of juicy of a matchup as you can get between two between a 500 team <laughs> and a below 500 team. And again, you know, I'm excited for it. You know, I, I love the primetime games. I'm gonna have the nice suit. I'm a you know I'm a Get, oh really? You already got the haircut, so I'm I'm excited for it. You 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 ready you ready for them like for some for somebody like oh, oh wait can we we need somebody on cam we need to do a quick stand up right? <laughs> I'm ready for the stand up. I'm ready for the stand up. Hey, can you do that quick stand up with us? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but but in the end, you know, I think this is a game where we see the Dolphins come out. They got the they they've said hey we got our leader back. Two is their leader. He's back. He puts on a show. The defense looks like it starts to take another step to look like that defense that we expected. I think the Dolphins are going to win in a blowout. That's that's my prediction. Well, uh, I mean, not not willing to go there. Not willing to go there to a blowout. Yeah, I mean, the last time I thought blowout. Uh, it, yeah, I got I got blow up part right. <laughs> Wrong team. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go that deep. Uh, but I'll go Dolphins. I don't know. Thirty, maybe. I don't know. Thirty-one ten with a late. I mean, that's a blowout. Uh, that's a blowout. That's a blowout. With a, with a late with like a late six <laughs> or something, you know. Uh, it, it just, I don't. Yeah, I, I do like the matchup of the defense against the Pittsburgh quarterbacks. I don't like. I don't see them, and I don't. 
you know, Pittsburgh doesn't run the ball the way they, you know, the Steelers. I mean, this isn't this isn't your, your grandfather's Steelers. These aren't your yeah, yeah, yeah. These you know, their father's Steelers. These might not even be your cousin's Steelers. No, no, no. This is not the you know, the you know, no bus. You know, this is not Franco. This is not they're not running the last team to run the single wing. Um, no, they and so it, it's all on the shoulders of these of their quarterbacks, which uh, you know, it's okay, whatever. You know, like. The quarter. Let me put it this way: I think Carolina. I like Carolina's quarterback situation better, and um, so yeah, I don't. I I don't know. Not completely sold on the Dolphins' offense. Uh, it, you know, in Tua's first game back, I think there's going to be a little bit of rust. I don't know. I, I just. I, I don't see them doing a complete. You know, lighting up, um, but. Yeah, what the heck do I know? I guess a third 31-10, 31-13, you know, with the like I say, a late pick six, you know, Pittsburgh's still in the game, and then, you know, there's a or there's a late you know, hit, fumble, scoop and score that puts it out of reach. And uh, you know, then all the Dolphins fans hit home happy and the you know Steelers fans yeah, I, I think I think uh, Dolphins will be very happy at the end of end of Sunday night, uh, early Monday morning, um, and I'm excited for it. It's going to be fun. Obviously, again, besides the the, the obvious uh, storylines and, and subplots, you have the you know anniversary, uh, the celebration of the anniversary, 50th anniversary of the 1972 team. Um, we got an opportunity, uh, local reporters and some uh, some uh, national reporters got an opportunity to go on a Zoom and talk to Larry Zonka, uh, Larry Little, Bob Greasy, Paul Warfield, and it was just great. Uh, you know, getting there, getting their uh, you know their memories of '72 and what it means to be the only undefeated team. You know, they had a little bit of banter with each other, so uh, that, that that was really fun. And uh, again. It's just gonna be a really, a really cool night. I think they have a little pride over that, by the way. Oh no, nah, nah. Larry Zonk is great. I gotta say, he's oh amazing. yeah, oh yeah. He, oh, he's yeah. amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not from here, so so you know, I'm just I'm still learning about the, about the history and whatnot. But Larry Zonka, he, he, he's great. He's like he's like he's like I feel alive every year. We get to that last uh, last undefeated team, and then they get knocked off, and it's like it's like I'm back in the games. <laughs> we. When uh, this is good, golly, it's been 33 years now. So it was uh, the '89 season. ESPN ran something called the Dream Season. It was using a uh, you know one of these not quite Madden like game programs, but one of these computer pro- programs uh, that was like the sophisticated sophisticated as it got back then uh, to run a full season with like the greatest teams of all time, basically like you, most of your championship teams from like post fit 1950 mm-hmm. forward. And um, they, the dolphins want the 72 dolphins wind up in the final against the 78 Steelers. And the, they, and the, the funny thing was like, they would do these games every week. They would use like, they would combine NFL film clips from different years and everything. It was, it was, and they'd have like a, the games being announced by like Merrill Hodge or, or not Merrill Hodge, uh, Merrill Reese, uh, mm-hmm. who does games in Philadelphia. It, it was, it was actually a lot of fun. And, um, but the, at the end, the, the final game, they had the Steelers beating the Dolphins. Oof. Oh, Larry Zonka was beyond. <laughs> <laughs> 
He was like, what do you mean? How can you say this? You know, we never lost. You know, yeah, we, you know, we never made mistakes. You know, we never, you know. And he like sent a note to Steve Sable. Sable, you're dead. You know, he was, he, oh, they, he was beyond. Uh, yeah, he was, he was pretty, they're pretty upset. And they're very prideful about that. As, as, they, as, they, should be. as they should be. It's, uh, you know. You can. There's a lot of things you can say. You can say the '73 team was better. You can say that they didn't have the toughest schedule, which they didn't. They always, especially compared to like the schedule of the, of the teams that have gone through with one loss uh, throughout a season, like the '85 Bears, the '84 Niners, '76 Raiders, all those those teams. And look who they lost to, and look who the Dolphins played. Yeah, was wasn't the greatest season, and you know, but they lost their starting quarterback for. From games, really, yeah. you know, six game, to yeah, game, game to the, the AFC, AFC championship, championship the halftime game, of the yeah. AFC championship game. They, you know, and they still, you know, they pulled out, they led the league in offense and defense. They, you know, ran the ball very well. They were, they were actually a football coach's dream on offense. They had a great running attack. You had 2,000 yard backs. You had a pounder inside with Zonka. You had the Speed of Mercury Morris, Jim Kick could carry the ball and catch the ball out of the backfield. You had Warfield as the deep threat. Howard Twilley is your possession receiver. Even though in the Super Bowl it was Twilley who caught the twenty-eight yard touchdown pass uh, at the at a pylon, so he could get downfield a little bit. And Warfield could certainly you know catch your inside uh, your inside slants for to move move chains. Um, just tremendous offensive line and their defense uh, just didn't make mistakes. And they, you know, they led the league in offense and defense and just, they, you know, that, you know, that was, they were dominant. Uh, they tremendous accomplishment. Again, like I said, the, nobody else has done it. And there were a lot of teams that were really good really really good and you know you know they had there was that one game or the two games or the one game and they just you know kind of threw away the last game because you know they didn't need it but you know that that team did something that obviously you know we're still kind of in awe at and uh everybody's still trying to match you know i saw the patriots go get really close and i saw them win that 16th game but you know uh and they even they got some of the some of those breaks you need and the Dolphins got them too during the season you're gonna, you're gonna need some breaks everybody's gonna need some breaks to have to do something great like that the patriots got them and they you know but they couldn't they couldn't complete it you know and um so uh, that's and they always bring whenever that team is honored. They always bring. Whenever you get a lot of those guys in the house, there's a lot of great energy in the stadium. And this being the 50th anniversary, it 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 feels like okay, yeah, this should be good. You know, this is you should you got to show out for these guys. You know, yeah. you got to respect these guys. You got to show out for them. You know, even if you don't, even if you know it's you know you're. Your father, your grandfather, or you know, your mother, your grandmother, the ones who remember these guys, you know, you gotta show out for show out for them. So 
It'll be fun. No, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of good energy at Hard Rock and I can't wait for it. Um, and I'm sure I know, I know the fans can't wait for it as well. Um, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast. I want to thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Um, we'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care and enjoy the game. See you.